Okay, y'all. So I have a special episode today and we have the Stu McLaren on the podcast. You may not know Stu, but Stu is like the membership like guru. Like that is who you go to. He's a personal mentor of mine. I have went through his program. I've also been in a mastermind and I love Stu for so many different reasons. We're not going to talk about this today, but he is such a family man. They have an amazing nonprofit organization, Village Impact, that I'm so passionate about. And he is just a master it's telling stories. And so today's episode, we are breaking it all down for you, what it looks like to add reoccurring profit to your already thriving services. So maybe this is you just want to add another stream of revenue, or maybe you want to start phasing out some of your clients, but not completely. I love this because having a membership has helped me impact more people but also I'm able to have higher end clients and have multiple revenue streams, which I'm so passionate about. And my vision that I have for the company and for what I want to see in the world and our industry is able to be seen by more because of the serve scale store membership. So we are breaking it all down. What does it look like? Is it right for you to add a membership to your revenue stream? So let's go on in and jump in and meet Stu McLaren. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, Surf Scale Store family. I am so excited because I have one of my mentors on here today. And it's so amazing because Stu actually came into my life exactly one year when this is coming. And I had no idea who he was or what he was about, but I knew that he was talking about memberships. And I knew that that's something that I kind of wanted to dive into, but didn't know what that looked like, especially with no email list, no social media following. And because of Stu, now we have this podcast plus the membership and so much more. So thank you so much, Stu, for being on here today. And just tell my audience who you are and who you serve. Well, first of all, uh, let's give you some acknowledgement for what has happened in the last year, uh, which is super exciting. And it's always fun to see how it's evolving for you. For me, you know, my world is helping business owners add recurring revenue to their business through memberships. And I got into it because I had a service-based business, you know, back almost 13 years ago. I had a service-based business where I was providing affiliate management for clients. Now, it was a great business, very profitable business. The problem though is I was just newly married and my wife and I were wanting to start our young family and I was burning the candle at both ends because I was really busy. So I was up early working with clients because they had promotions and launches that were happening. I was up late working with clients because everybody had launches and promotions and they were overlapping, which meant I was you know, burning the candle at both ends. So I came to a point in my business then where I was like, I can't keep doing this if I want to raise a family. Like I'm never going to be present for anybody. So that was when I spoke to a mentor of mine who suggested uh, at the time, he said, well, Stu, why don't you teach what it is that you're doing for your clients inside of a membership? And I had never thought of a membership. I didn't even really know much about it. I started exploring it and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. So I went to set up my first membership 
And um, it was a mess. It was a gong show. Like the technology wasn't what it is today. I was way over my head in like HD access files and server settings. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. So I was talking to a friend of mine about it and moaning and groaning about it. And he suggested, well, why don't we create our own solution? And I was like, dude, I'm sitting here telling you that I am not technical enough to set this up, let alone create something. And so he said, look, I'm working with a really great developer. And he said, you've got a clear vision of what you want. Let's, let's do this. So we did. A few months later, we launched uh, what is now known as Wishlist Member. And a few months after that, we went, sold it to the public. It was October 22nd, 2008. And it took off. And it was right product, right time. And we ended up serving tens of thousands. Like when I sold my shares six years later, we were serving 70,000 online communities and memberships. And through that, I got to see what people were doing to grow a membership year over year over year. And everybody wasn't doing that. Like everybody wasn't growing year over year, but there was a small group of business owners that were. And so I studied and looked at like, what are they doing differently than everybody else? And it had to come down to a whole bunch of counterintuitive strategies with the way that they structured their content, the way they marketed their membership, the way they retained their members, and so I started paying attention to that. Uh, long story short, people realized that I had unique access to be able to see this kind of stuff. They started hiring me for consulting. And that led to you know, coaching, which led to workshops, which led to our signature program, Tribe, where we now help thousands and thousands of people who have established businesses, whether it be a service-based business, a product-based business, knowledge-based business, or maybe they just want to lead a community of people who share, have a like shared interest, launch, grow, and scale a highly profitable membership. So it's been a, an amazing journey of like scratching my own niche and fulfilling a need that I had. And then ultimately there was a lot of other people that had it and from that learned a lot and now get to share it. I love that. And one thing that I think that my audience doesn't always like put two and two together is most of the big names that we follow started out with service-based businesses like you and Amy Porterfield and James Wedmore. And then from there, they were able to take the information that they learned by doing those services and apply it in either a membership or course. So I know my audience is probably thinking that they don't know enough to either take what they're doing in their services or what they're passionate about and turn it into a membership. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, look, I think as a service provider, you're in the best possible position. You're getting paid to learn on somebody else's dime. Like that's how I looked at it. Like I was, when I was with my affiliate management service, like I was learning so much about you know, how successful launches were being deployed. Like, and I'm behind the scenes of million dollar launches. And this was, Brandy, I'm kind of uh, aging myself here, but this was like before, you know, video, like before, even before YouTube was out, like we were doing million dollar plus launches all through old school, like teleseminar, you know what I mean? And so I, I remember in that moment, like just feeling so humble and grateful. Like I am getting paid to learn and be able to see what works and what doesn't work on somebody else's dime. Like it was the, it's the greatest thing. And so I think about it like this, like as a service provider, think of your business as a laboratory where you're able to experiment and see what's working and what's not working. That's tremendously valuable. 
because that saves people time, energy, and money. They don't, don't have to go out and, and do those experiments and figure that stuff out on their own and it be costly in, uh, both in time and money. Instead, they can learn from you who is behind the scenes learning while working with your clients. So number one, I love that. Number two is what a lot of people don't know is that I also still provide services. Like literally two days ago here, I had a client fly in and we did a one day session together. And I still do one day consulting days with clients every month. I always reserve one day a month for one-on-one -on -one with clients. And the reason is because it keeps my saw sharp. You know, I would never just want to not work with clients because the beauty about working with clients is that you have a variety of different situations that you get to, you know, again, learn and test and see what's working, what's not working. And so I love that. And so for all the service providers out there, what I would say is like, don't ever let go of your clients. Like that's the ultimate laboratory. There is so much learning that is happening there and it's on somebody else's dime. And not only it's on somebody else's dime, you're getting paid to learn that stuff. Like it is the ultimate position to be in. So I think that there's a wealth of learning in terms of like what's working, what's not working. I think that there's a lot of things that you can share with your audience about just best practices because you're doing what they're wanting to do for a whole bunch of people on a whole bunch in a whole bunch of different ways and there's best practices in terms of processes and systems and and uh, things of that nature that you're learning at a far faster rate than somebody if they were just solely working on on their own and by the way this is why we pay to be part of masterminds when we're solo in our business because we don't have that laboratory. And so we're trying to learn from other people and what they're doing. And, and as a service provider, you have your own mastermind of, in essence with your clients. And I love that you talked about keeping those clients and doing the VIP days. Cause I know one thing that's happened since having the membership is you have that reoccurring profit coming in every single month. You're not like scraping to take every single client and you become known as more of an expert at what you do because you just have this membership. So people see you as an expert, which means you get to work with higher end clients. And that's one thing. Now I only have a handful of clients and they're all seven figure course creators instead of working with people who are just getting started, which I totally love them too, but it's a different pay level and it's a different experience for you. Well, Brandy, and I'm sure you can validate this, but the beauty about having the recurring revenue is you get to pick the clients now. Like you're not in a position where you have to take the clients. And I don't know if anybody's ever uh, listening has ever experienced a client that wouldn't be somebody on the top of your list. I mean, they drain you, they drain your energy, they drain your time, they drain your resources. And it is like one of the most frustrating experiences and even more frustrating when you feel like you have to do that because you have to have that money coming in. That's why I love a membership because the membership provides that stability. And what it does is it gives you and I the ability to pick and choose. And we can say no to people that don't fit our criteria of a perfect client, which creates the space to be able to say yes to the perfect clients that we love working with, which makes what we do so much more fun, enjoyable, and it brings that joy back into the business. Okay. So I love all this. So now we've got over that, but I know the next thing that they're going to say is, but Brandy, I'm a service provider. I have zero email list. My social media following is super small. So how am I even supposed to have a membership? So years ago, I would have said that you're right. 
you probably got to build your audience. But now it's not true. It's just not true. Like we see this all the time in our tribe community. You don't need tens of thousands or thousands, literally just a few hundred people. Like for example, Wendy Batten. So Wendy Batten doesn't have a massive audience. She had an audience of, I think it was like 354 people, like not tens of thousands, not even thousands, 354 people. And these were paint store retailers. So she was working one-on-one with these paint store retailers to help them grow their retail business. So she had this tiny audience of 354 people. Well, long story short, she launched her membership serving this market. And to that 354 people, she ended up welcoming 52 members, generating $2,800 a month in recurring revenue in month number one. Now, she's since grown that to over 100 plus people, but it all started with a tiny audience of 354. Or there's Anna Saucier. So, Anna Saucier is a service provider as well. She helps infertility practitioners. And again, she was on a one-on-one basis and she had a tiny audience, 326 people. She launched her membership long story short, generated just over five, $5,024 in the first 24 hours. And it, again, has become this membership that provides stability for her. And so what I would say to the person who is saying, yeah, but I don't have an audience on her list. All you need is a few hundred people. And the reality of it is, is too, with most service providers, when you're working with clients, typically it's for either a project or for like a season, like a, a period of time. But more often than not, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Brandy, but it's, there's typically a start and an end, right? Like at least that's how it was, you know, for, for my clients. I still had a few clients that were on monthly retainer, but for the most part, it, I was hired for a short period of time. With a membership, you can extend the life of that relationship. Because uh, like I was just talking to another service provider, uh, his name is Cody, and he helps his clients with Facebook ads as an example. And so he would typically get hired for a period of time to run their campaigns for them. And so what he did was he created a membership that extends the life of that relationship, whereby after the project is done, he says to the client, hey, would you like to continuously have insights into what's working with these campaigns and so forth and all year long? And they said, yeah, of course. And so come join the membership. So he used, he positioned his membership as a backend membership for his clients. So when they were finished the project per se, they would roll right into the membership and they would keep that point of contact. And one of the things that he said was that through the membership, he's ended up getting more valuable clients for his service because it positions his expertise at a higher and higher place and it's becoming easier and easier for him to find higher and higher quality clients. Absolutely. And one of the things is we teach how to market in Facebook groups without being slimy. And this is kind of like having a Facebook group that you're marketing in, but you're getting paid to market in there. And I also think it's a great way for clients who can't afford you or more DIYers Mm. that instead of just saying like, sorry, you don't fit my budget. Now here's something else that you can plug them into, which I think can be really, really powerful as well. And that's, I don't know if you've experienced this, Randy, but like that is one of the most frustrating things as a service provider. When somebody comes to you and you know that like you'd love to be able to help them, but like they just don't have the budget to afford you. And it sucks to be able to say no to people that you know you can serve and help. But this way you can say no, but yes with no, I can't help on the one-on-one side, but yes, I can still help you over here in the membership. So it definitely, as you said, is the best, best of both worlds. 
And talking about small audiences, we'll link up next week's episode. We'll actually have where I'm going over my membership story and I had less than 400 people on my email list. And if we added up all the social media channels together, less than a thousand people. So it doesn't take a big audience. I think it just, you say, what is it? You just have to get going. Yeah. You don't have to get it right. You just have to get it going. And, And the other thing that I would say too, Brandy, and this is often overlooked but I see it because, you know, being behind the scenes and, and uh, getting to work with thousands of membership site owners now, a smaller audience is actually an advantage in the beginning. And I know that that's counterintuitive, but hear me on this. Typically, we see time and time again, people with smaller audiences will experience much higher conversion rates because there's a more intimate relationship with that audience. They can do things. You could do things in your marketing with a smaller audience that just aren't possible at a mass scale. But, and because of that, you experience higher conversion rates. And so this is an exciting position to be in, especially in the beginning, because it allows you to create so much momentum, just like what you've done. Like, it's amazing to watch what you have, what has happened for you over the last year. And it all started, as you said, with an audience of less than 400 people. Absolutely. And so I think that we've now covered like, you're not feeling like an expert. You also don't have a big audience, but the last question I know they're going to want to know is when is it the right time to actually create a membership or course? Well, that's like asking when is the right time to have kids? Nobody knows. There's never a right time. You know, like, I don't know if anybody has kids listening, but oh my goodness, you'll know you're never fully prepared, you know, to have kids. And it's the same with a membership in the sense that like, There is no perfect time. Like, so for example, I had a conversation earlier in the week where somebody was asking me like, oh, okay, Stu, but what platform should I use for the membership? And I could tell in the way that they were asking the question that they had been mulling over this for a long period of time. And they had been bouncing back and forth between this platform and that platform. And, oh, this has got those features. Oh, I might need those features. And and they're overthinking the whole platform thing and they're not doing it. They're not getting going. And as a result of that, they've put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off, and they're not serving anybody. Whereas I contrast it to a tribe her name's Cheryl. So Cheryl was not technical. She was not somebody that felt comfortable, you know, getting and tinkering around to create the perfect membership site. She wasn't even comfortable using like an out-of-the-box membership platform like a Kajabi or something like that. And so she's, she just asked herself a question. She said, how could I keep this super simple? which is a brilliant question to ask yourself, by the way. And as a result of that, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to deliver the content for the membership via email. I know email, I can do email. So for two years, Brandy, two years, that's how she delivered the content in her membership. People signed up just like they normally would. They landed on a thank you page with instructions on what would happen next. Then the deliverables would be delivered via email every week. And for two years, this is how she did it. And she had over 600 paying members, keeping it super simple, delivering everything via email. And so I share this with everybody because at the end of the day, when it comes to getting going, there's never a perfect time. And chances are, you're probably gonna overthink it and over-engineer it. What's most important is that you get going. 
because a membership is not like a, it's not like a book, you know, like it's not like a book where once it goes to publish, you can't change anything. A membership, it's a living, breathing organism. You can change it whenever you want. You can tweak it. You can adapt it. You can uh, switch content out. You can do all kinds of things. And so I want people to realize like you have the ultimate flexibility, but what's most important is that you get going because you're going to learn more about how to serve your members at a higher level when you're working with your members. You're going to have stories that are going to come from that, from the results that they're getting, which is going to fuel your marketing as you continue to go down the road. And so the most important thing is that you get going versus trying to overplan it and overengineer it. I love that because I always talk about simplicity and action creates clarity. Amen, sister. So (laughs) everything you just said is like proof to that. Like you just have to get going and take that action and just make it what works for you. Simple. For me, Kajabi was simple. So we just threw everything in there. Maybe it's an email or maybe it's just a Facebook group, but just getting something out there to your audience. Yeah. And I think too, like another great example of this is uh, Nicholas Wilton. So Nicholas, he teaches artists, fine art, like creating like beautiful canvases. And he has a course and it's a 12 week course. And he called me at like week 10 in a bit of a panic because he's like, Stu, like, I don't know what to do. People, uh, people are asking like, what's next? And, and I know it should be a membership, but I don't have time to create a membership. Like before the end of the course, like the course ends in two weeks. And I said, okay. And so we, we talked through doing a founding member launch. And in that, he hosted a webinar and he cast the vision for what this membership would look like. But he was very upfront with everybody. And he said, look, the membership is not created. If there's enough interest, then we will create it. And it'll take a couple months. But if you join me as a founding member, you'll be locked in at the lowest price possible. And you'll be forever grandfathered in at that price for as long as you remain a member. Well, the crazy part is, is He was upfront in telling them nothing was created yet, but he cast the vision for it. People bought into the vision and of the 220 roughly people that were in the course, over 180 of them signed up and he generated $5,400 a month in month number one and he hadn't had anything yet. And I share this with people because again, it's another example. He didn't get it right. It wasn't done. It wasn't perfect. He cast the vision for it. He managed expectations. People bought into that. And he was off to the races and uh, had money coming in to be able to afford then uh, to go and, and create the membership. So again, it's just another great example. You don't have to get it right. You just have to get it going. And I think that's another thing with your workshop and just listening to your stories, you give so many actionable steps that someone can go and create this with just your workshop. I heard that story. And so when I launched mine, that's exactly what I told him. There's absolutely nothing in here, but it's coming. And I promise it will be, but it's because you gave us the actionable steps where I didn't have to figure this out on my own. It was a plan that was laid out. And I think that's what's so powerful too about the program of tribe is that you give us the steps. It's not where we're doing a ton of guesswork. It's just like, follow these steps and you'll have a membership that's successful, which I so appreciate. Yeah, well, and and this is kind of like an inside tip for everybody. The reality with memberships, and I would just say business success in general, is that your success, my success, depends on our ability to help our clients get results and to help them make progress. It's not enough just to give them information or give them a product now. Like what we need to do is we need to help them use that information or use that product and and make progress and get results. Because here's the thing, when we do that, people don't ever want to leave a membership. Like I've never in all my decades of helping tens of thousands of membership sites, 
I've never heard of people canceling because they're making too much progress. Like I've never heard somebody say, okay, I'm out because I'm experiencing too much success. Like that, that, that just doesn't happen. So as long as you and I double down on helping our people make progress, experience success, and, and thinking through like, how can we make it easier to implement? How can we help them take this concept, this idea, and implement easier and faster? As long as we obsess over helping people make progress, then inevitably people will, and that always comes full circle and helping you generate more business. I love that. Okay, so Stu, this was so amazing, but before we end, I wanna do some rapid fire with you because my okay. audience loves these questions. It doesn't have to be the first word that comes to your mind, but just like the first thought, okay? Okay. Okay, what's your favorite part of your business? Favorite part of my business is definitely the stories. You know, the stories of our clients' progress. Like, you know, one, I love it because it validates the work that we do. But two, secretly on a personal level, it's a confidence boost. You know, you know, like, I don't know if any business owners ever experienced those moments of doubt when you're like, oh my gosh, like, is this the direction I'm, I should be going? Is this what I'm doing? Those stories are the things that like, you give you the clarity of like, oh, heck yeah, this is what you should be doing. And, uh, and that's what I live for. And I love that you said that because when people ask like what I love about Stu, I'm always like, he's such a good storyteller. Like if I could just like listen to him all day and take in that. And I think that's so magical and it helps us see success and what's possible for us in a different way. So I appreciate your storytelling. Well, thank you for that. Okay. So tell me what's your favorite software or tool that you couldn't run your business without? Wow. Well, there's a variety of them. Like definitely Slack. Our team is in Slack. Hundreds and hundreds of messages are back and forth every day in Slack. So that's, that's one that uh, we use all the time. A new one that uh, I've been using the last six months, which has been a lifesaver, is a, a tool called StreamYard. And we use that to broadcast our Facebook Lives. And it gives you the ability to do like a, a live broadcast in multiple locations at the same time. So I could do it on my Facebook page. I could do it in a, in a Facebook group. I could do it on YouTube. I could do it in LinkedIn all simultaneously. And it's super easy to use. So that's another one that I use on a regular basis. And of course, most recently, uh, this is a, a selfish plug, but that's our own tool, which is Searchy. You know, we built Searchy to help us internally and to help our customers be able to search inside of all the videos that we create to find the nuggets. The reason why we use it all the time is it's slashed support for us by over 90%. So where normally a question would come into our help desk, uh, hey, you know, where does Stu talk about this? Or hey, do you have any information about that? People go to a page where I've already answered all these questions on video before and they just get brought to the moment in the video where I'm talking about the very thing that they just searched for. So that's a little selfish plug, but it is a tool that we use all the time in our business. We plug it all the time. You probably don't know this, but I'm in the top 10% of your searchy users. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so everyone, if you want to figure this out, you can go to servescalesword.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page search whatever topic you want and it will pull it up and that will give you the opportunity to check out Searchy and we use it inside the membership as well. That's so super cool. Definitely well, a fan of it. Well, Brandy, you're going to love it because there's some really cool things coming down the pipeline with that too, which just gives us the ability, like when we're creating content to, to serve our people at a higher and higher level. So yeah, lots of fun with Searchy. I love it. Okay. So I think I already know the answer to this, but what is your favorite conference you've ever been to? 
Well, okay. Outside again of Tribe Live, like Tribe Live is my ultimate favorite because we, we love to have fun. Like for me, I'm just a big kid inside. And so we love to have fun. We love to surprise people. And so for me, I love it because I love to mastermind and think about all the, all the fun things we're going to do. But um, there's a couple other conferences that I've been to. Last year, I went to one in Brazil, actually, and it was called Fire. And it was hosted by a company called Hotmart. And Hotmart is the largest shopping cart provider in South America. And they just did a fantastic job of really creating an experience as well. And so I really love that because I love experiences. I, not just, you know, great speakers, but I love an experience that, you know, gets wrapped in that. So that was a really fun conference for me as well. And I love Tribe Live. This year I'm bringing my husband, so we will definitely nice. be coming because it was one of my top favorite conferences. Very nice. And I was super surprised by how pretty Toronto was. I had no expectations. And then I show up and I was like, we have sailboats. And it's yeah, beautiful. It was, it's a beautiful it city for it. sure. I I'm proud it. of it. That's why I love bringing people to it. I loved it. Okay. So last question. Tell me the best piece of advice you've ever received. Whew, that's a tough one to nail down to one piece. I, I'm going to give you two if that's okay. That's fine. So one we've already talked about, which is a quote that I heard back in 2004 from a gentleman by the name of Mike Littman, when he said, you don't have to get it right, you just have to get it going. I've never forgotten that. It comes up almost daily in my life. And so that one's a really big one. But another one I heard from my dad when I was 13 years old, and long story short, I had tried to win athlete of the year in my high school and I didn't. And I was really bummed out about it. And he came to me and, and he shared a quote. He said, Stu, like you can win this, but you got to believe. And then he shared this quote and it's from uh, St. Augustine. And the quote said, faith is to believe in what you do not see. And the reward for that faith is to see what you believe. And so the reason that's stuck with me all these years is because I think as business owners, we have a vision of where we want things to go. And we have to have the faith that we will get there. You know, we, we have to have the faith that we're doing the right things and day in and day out, like we're working towards it. And I think a big part of being a business owner is, is having that faith in ourselves and what we're doing and our work and how we serve. And the reward for that faith is that we see what we believe, you know? And so that quote has always stuck with me. That faith is to believe in what you do not see. And the reward for that faith is to see what you believe. Ah, oh, that's so good. I love both of those. So thank you so much, but I know you have a really amazing workshop coming up. So can you tell my audience a little bit about that? Yeah, well, you can see that I get fired up about helping business owners add recurring revenue to their business. And so once a year, we host a free workshop where we dive deep into this. And part one of the workshop, we basically pull back the kimono and show you like, all kinds of different types of memberships for different types of businesses. Whether it's a product-based business, a service-based business, a knowledge-based business, or even just a community-based business, we'll show you a variety of different companies, big, small, and everything in between that are rolling out memberships. And the reason we do that is because we want you to see the possibility for your business. Because I know from working with tens of thousands of business owners for well over a decade now, that it doesn't matter what market you're in. There is a way to be able to incorporate recurring revenue into your business. Heck, even Burger King, Burger King has their own membership. And so 
it doesn't matter what type of business, whether you're in the markets of photography or calligraphy or fitness and finance or music, art, health, dog training, business services, it doesn't matter. And so part one is really helping you get clear on what type of membership would be right for your business. Part two, this is where we kind of roll up our sleeves and we talk about what do you actually provide in a membership? Because it's counterintuitive to what you think you should provide. Because a membership is not just, okay, throw a whole bunch of information into a members area and call it a day. No, that's actually the kiss of death for a membership. You don't wanna do that because not only will it overwhelm your people, and that's the number one reason people leave, but it'll overwhelm you. And so I'm not here to suggest by any means that we're in the business of memberships to create a content treadmill for ourselves where we're just constantly having to crank out content. No, that doesn't serve your people, it doesn't serve you, and it doesn't create a successful membership. So in part two, we talk about what does create a successful membership from a content standpoint and how to structure it. And then in part three, this is where we zoom up to like the 30,000 foot level and we talk about the five areas of a successful membership, starting with the foundation strategy, the content strategy, the marketing strategy, the retention strategy, and the growth strategy. We break them all down and we give you like the most amazing mind map that breaks each of these sections down. Now, last year we had several people just from that one part of the series launch a membership. I got a, an Instagram message from a woman this week. Her name is Cynthia, who launched a membership on the back of this, free information. She welcomed 387 members from that free report that we are sharing in part number three of this series. So this series is jam-packed. It's designed to help give you what you need to be able to launch a successful membership. And it's all free. It starts April 23rd. And I hope you come and join us for it. Absolutely. And we will link that up in the show notes. It is servescalesore.com forward slash tribe. And you can go in and register. It is such a good series. I went through it last year. There's no like extra fluff. It's just the meat that you need. And I was such a big fan. So thank you, Sue. Well, and where can my audience go learn more about you? I'm on social. That's probably the best place to go. You know, find me on Instagram at, uh, at Stu McLaren, or you can go to same on Facebook as well. Uh, those are probably the two best places. You'll, you'll see me with my kids. You'll see me sharing all kinds of membership tips that you get the best of both worlds. And my audience will love it because you are such a family <laughs> man. Your kids are always in your stories and I so appreciate that. So. Yeah, well, we were working with them the other day. I, I was just going to give you the view. The table back there is like all messy because we the kids have their own membership. It's a it's a book club. So we're getting ready to send all the books out for the, you know, for the next uh, subscription for it. But the kids are involved in the business in a variety of different ways. But yeah, come find me on social. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Brandy. Y'all. That was such a freaking good episode. Stu brought it for us. He answered all the questions that we could possibly have about starting a membership. But here's what I know is that you probably have a few more questions. And what I want you to do is send them to me in a DM and I wanna answer the questions for you. Tell me about your situation. Does it even make sense for you to add reoccurring profit? If you're like, just like, uh, I don't know if I wanna create a course or a membership or something, send me a DM or better yet, send me a DM and head to servescalesort.com forward slash tribe and check out the free workshop. This workshop is so jam packed with information. I am not someone who usually goes through a full like 
video workshop that are multiple days. And this one blew my mind. I went through it and Stu just brings the heat. He brings the information. There's no fluff. You're actually getting tangible information, which I know is one thing y'all love about this podcast. So you will love Stu. So go to surfscalesore.com forward slash tribe register, and then send me a DM and let me know any questions you have about starting a membership yourself. Until next week, go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.